We are currently in the process of building out an invitation-only app where School for the Dogs fans can connect with like-minded pet owners. The app will feature free resources, deals, and access to our trainers. If you'd like to join, please visit schoolforthedogs.com slash podcast community or text your email address to 917-414-2625. This is a recording of a private session we did with a client. You can book a virtual or in-person private session at schoolforthedogs.com. And for a limited time, you can get a free 30-minute virtual consult when you buy our good dog training course available at schoolforthedogs.com courses. The trainer in this session is me, Annie. The client is Carrie, who lives in Manhattan with her adolescent rescue dog, Yoshi. Hi. Hi. Carrie, nice to meet you. Hi, hello. Hold on, let me just adjust the volume. I don't use Zoom, so I know nothing about this anyway. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. So is this Yoshi? Oh, yeah. I gave him uh, an antler to keep him busy, so he's right behind me. Oh, <laughs> yummy antler. <laughs> well, that sounds smart. <laughs> um. So tell me a little bit about um, how Yoshi came into your life and then let's figure out how uh, we can deal with the, doesn't sound like you're having major issues, but maybe, Not really. yeah. maybe, Just, maybe a couple things that we can improve upon. So tell yeah. me. Okay. So um, we adopted him uh, early August. He was uh, an instant foster fail. <laughs> and remind me, do you live in New York City? I'm literally three blocks south of School for the Dogs. Oh, awesome. Okay. And where, did, where did you adopt him from? Um, True North Rescue. Okay. Um, so we we were going to, we've always wanted a dog for a long time, but I've never really pulled the trigger. I'd like scroll Pet Finder for a long time and <laughs> really decided to, but you know, pandemic ha happened and I was home a lot and I'm like, I think it's time. And um we decided to foster at first because I wasn't really sure or 100% ready to commit to a dog. So I said, let's start fostering. So we, I mean, the, the rescue that we got him from said that they were getting dogs from Puerto Rico. So that's where he's from. Mm -hmm. He's from Puerto Rico. They flew him to Florida. He saw a vet there and then they loaded them to a truck and to, and ended up in New York. So um, I only, I picked them out of a bunch of photos. I didn't really know. I knew nothing about him. He was six months when we got him. And all they told me that he was a shepherd mix. We don't really know what kind of mix he is. Um, uh, I don't know if that matters. I, I wasn't really keen on finding out right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we got him, he was six months. Um, he didn't really have any problems um, apart from, of course, within the first week he was sleeping a lot. He was probably really exhausted. And of course he was scared. I think he was more scared of us than anything else. So um, I had very little trouble. I didn't even have to crate train him. He would go into his crate no no problem um housebreaking took how long did housebreaking take i'd say like like a couple months on maybe a little less um yeah we have a few accidents here and there but he's pretty fully housebroken now um he's generally a good dog uh he's just get really really excited around new people um so normally if he was a smaller dog i wouldn't really make a big deal out of it but he's gonna be a big dog I'm assuming and I'd rather 
stop the jumping situation now. And he's getting really stronger now. Like he would really yank on the leash when he wants to meet somebody and greet them. So it gets, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's my problem. And I'm assuming given the times we're living in, you're probably not having lots of people over to your home. So probably. Yeah, no, no, we haven't had anybody here. So it's really people out on the streets when we're taking him for a walk. Um, a lot of people, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I'm biased. I think he's cute, but everybody seems to want to approach my dog and just kind of like pet him. And he gets super excited every time they do. And he hops up on them and then he mm -hmm. starts, he has this little whining, whimpering cry that he does. And then he, he, he goes down to the floor and then shows their belly. And then he, he asks for belly rub for every single- Right, so you mentioned that to me too before. Uh, explain yeah. the, the belly thing. Yeah, he just re reveals his belly to everybody. That <laughs> comes down to pet him and people assume that they're special that are like oh no he does it to every single person he will show his belly and just ask for rugs and <laughs> for <laughs> yeah so you know that that is you know considered like a submissive behavior but it's yeah. not one that i think is necessarily a problem mm -hmm. um i think it's you know probably a gesture of him saying like hey i'm no threat i'm friendly let's yeah. be friends and you know not a whole long lot that's really wrong with that yeah. um but just a, a couple questions um and then we can we can address these specific things um what kind of building do you live in do you live in like a apartment building is there a doorman is there a lobby there's no doorman i mean yes there's like a little lobby so to speak where the mail is where we wait for the elevator um i live um but I are know. there like hallways like you have a bunch of neighbors on your floor yes. kind of thing okay yes exactly so sometimes when we're waiting for the elevator on our floor and our neighbor comes in and wants to say hi that's when mm -hmm. he's like um wanting to jump and like pulls on the leash and starts hopping up and try to jump them and stuff and then right. he's all whiny <laughs> okay and what is he eating food wise in general just like what's his diet oh well he he's on kibble mm -hmm. um I, I started him on a certain brand of kibble when we first got him, the same brand that the rescue gave me, but he wasn't responding very well to that because he would, it's just his, his stomach seemed very sensitive and he was very, very itchy. So I switched it. So now he's better. Um, we switched to a different brand and it was fine, but mostly he's been in kibble. Okay. And you put it like, how does he eat it? Like in a bowl twice a day kind of thing? Oh no. Um, yeah. Twice a day. Uh, we have a variety of different slow feeders. Um, so we have the slow feeder with the, the, the outwater hound one, the puzzle feeder, mm -hmm. and then we have the babalot and I have a snuffle mat. Great. And, yeah. And do you have treats that you use with him? Anything you found that he particularly likes? Um, he's very food motivated, so he'll eat anything. Okay, well, that's, that's good. <laughs> he, he'll eat anything um, when it comes to vegetables too. Um, usually when I'm in the kitchen, he likes anything crunchy. He won't eat a leafy vegetable. I try to give him a spinach, he won't eat spinach, but he'll eat the butt of a, uh, a lettuce or the butt of a bok choy, anything crunchy, he's into texture. <laughs> he's into texture. Yeah. So here's my general suggestion for you on how to deal with his enthusiasm about greeting people. Um, I think for the moment, you should make the rule that outside he doesn't greet people, his entire focus needs to be on you. And if, if people wanna pet him, just say, sorry, no, he's, he's in training. Okay. I, I always say he has glaucoma. Which <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like a meaningless thing that it's like will make people go. Away. Right. He has conjunctivitis. Um, actually, you know, we even have these like leash sleeves at the studio, which you can come by and get one if you want that say, uh, give me space. Okay. Um, 
But the, the main reason for that is because um, I, I want to work on it. And uh, I don't think outside with unknown people and, you know, the craziness of New York City streets, et cetera, is probably the best place to be working on it. So I'd rather outside that the thing that you be working on is keeping his focus and attention wholly on you. Okay. Um, because if you think about it, like you are the number one thing that's going to keep him safe outside. Uh -huh. um, and outside, everything is less interesting than you because, you know, he's with you inside all the time. And outside, there's, you know, a million people, smells, other dogs, et cetera, um, mm -hmm. that are more exciting than you. So um, the good news is he has a good appetite and, um, and uh, it sounds like you're open to feeding him meals in a way that's not just in a bowl. Um, so I would suggest having kind of like breakfasts and dinners on the go. Like every time yeah. you're out with him, I would be- This morning I brought his breakfast in my pocket. Yeah, I would get, yeah, pocket or like get a good treat pouch. And um, it should be like, I mean, a bowl of kibble for a big dog like that, you're gonna need to give him a lot. So like one piece at a time, I would be like, take two steps, give a piece of kibble, give it. Um, I mean, see if he'll take the kibble. If, if, you know, you're competing with so much excitement outside, it might not be exciting enough for him to take it outside. You might need to up the ante, but you said he's not that picky and pretty food motivated. So, you know, the kibble could work. You could mix it, you know, do like 10% treats and 90% kibble so that every now and then he gets like a little bit of an extra something. Um, and Deliver the treat um, like where you want him to be. So deliver it like by your knee or, you know, wherever he sort of uh, is in relation to you and yeah. um, maybe like a little bit behind you. So kind of like the back of your knee, um, because that's the spot that he's going to end up defaulting to being. Um, and you don't need to even use a clicker. You don't need to use a word. You don't need to use anything. It's, if you're just super reliable about giving him that treat in that spot, like every few feet, he's going to default to being like, you know, when given a choice, I should be, <laughs> I should be right behind Carrie a little bit to the right. And I don't really care if it's the right or the left, but probably better to just stick with one side again so that he just gets into like that rhythm of knowing that that is, um, you know, like the magic special spot. Um, okay. I also really like using like uh, lickable treats for this kind of thing. Um, like uh, we use, um, we have these like liquid treat tubes, liquid treat dispensers we use a lot at the studio that you can fill with like liverwurst or cream cheese or cheese whiz or um, peanut butter. Um, there's also bark pouches, which kind are kind of like baby food pouches yeah. um, or the callus, K-A-L-L-E-S, um, which is like a fish paste, you know, um, but that kind of stuff is nice, especially as it gets colder, if you're wearing gloves or whatever. But again, like it should be at like, at a pretty good pace. So sometimes I'll be, I'll, I'll pick some sort of marker on the street, like every other crack in the sidewalk or every other bumper of a car or whatever, every time I see a cab, but something that's going to happen pretty frequently so that you remind yourself. Also, I suggest like making sure that you're keeping the, the leash really loose. I like wearing hands free. I like 
using, sorry, hands-free leashes, especially when I'm giving a dog a lot of treats because it's just- I, I bought the waist belt from your store actually. Oh, awesome, perfect. Um, That like squishy face weight belt, weight, waist belt, I think, is that the one you got? Whatever clips on oh, the- Awesome, yeah. yeah, love that, that's great. Um, Have you used it? Yeah, I use yeah. it a lot. Okay, perfect, great. Yeah, so use that and um, and then you'll have your hands free to be giving delicious stuff. Um, also, you know, when you're trying to get a dog to focus on you outside, I find it can be helpful to, to walk really fast and to switch directions a lot so yeah. that your dog is like, gotta keep up with her. <laughs> and like, I never know where she's going. Every The whole idea is to, to keep his focus on you. You know, you wanna be you know, I, I recently interviewed this dog trainer who talks about like being your dog's superhero and being like selfish, like with your dog's attention. Like you don't want your dog to have attention for anyone else. You want to be like selfish and keep it all for yourself. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying you can never let people outside say hi to him. I think you could get there. I just think for the moment, let's now talk about how we can practice inside uh, making sure that he's not out of control with um, people greeting him. So I would see if you could um, get some of your neighbors to help out, or if not neighbors, then see if you can have some friends who can come over and even meet you. Like, that's why I was asking about your building, because it could be in probably better to do it inside, whether it's in your hallway or like in, you know, the it sounds like the downstairs area maybe isn't very big, but whatever whatever you can do to set up situations where um, someone's going to be approaching him, and then what you're going to do is drop something on the floor. And what we want is for him to start making the association. Like when someone approaches me, really good stuff happens on the ground. So it's just like you want to, and, and you know, good news is like, he's still pretty young. And so I think you can like forge this new association pretty quickly, especially if all of his interactions with new people are going to start in this way, since we're going to be controlling hundred percent of his interactions outside. Inside, what is it going to look like? Someone's going to come towards him. You're going to reach into your tree pouch where you have some hot dogs and, you know, you could use a word just to let him know what's going to happen. It could be you know, find it, or it could be, you know, pineapple. It doesn't really matter what your word is. Um, yeah. It could be a whistle, but do something to let them know, like I'm about to drop treats at my feet and then drop treats at your feet, regardless of what he's doing. So, you know, I, if you've gone through the good dog training course already, you know, there's like a lot about creating associations and classical conditioning. This is like yeah. pure classical conditioning. So even if he's like jumping up at the person, I don't care. I still just want there to be like hot dogs on the ground. And for this, I would go as high as like hot dogs. Like I would do something like pretty like high value, whatever that means to him. Um, <clears throat> and then once he has his head down on the ground, get eating these things, um, <clears throat> let the other person who you are, you know, in cahoots with, <laughs> have them get down and, um, and like start delivering treats to him down low again on the ground. Um, so, you, you know, you can make sure they're, they're not, they're coming um, with something on them. And it sounds like then he likes to go roll over on the ground, which is a, you know, non-jumping behavior. Yeah. Um, so let, let him get that attention at that point. Like part of the reward can be like, now you get all this attention from, from this person. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're, you're smart to want to control his jumping early on in this way, you know, Jumping is not, and it's not like an inherently 
like bad behavior it's mm-hmm. just potentially dangerous if you have, yeah. you have a big dog right if you have like, a, like he jumps in a kid <laughs> right like if you have a maltese it's not going to be such a big deal but you know it's natural for dogs to jump yeah. i mean first they're excited but also like they want to smell our butts and our mouths mm-hmm. and so that's why actually having the other person get down low can be helpful and you know you can even like you can get down low too and like hook your finger in his harness or his collar Mm -hmm. to keep him from jumping up. But at the same time, I want you to be like delivering the delicious stuff um, down low. And, um, and, uh, you know, and ideally practicing this daily with different, different people, maybe it can be an excuse to call up some friends you haven't seen in a while. Right. Um, the other piece is, you know, what kind of play is he getting with other dogs? Uh, well, when we take him out, we try, you know, it's really just dog parks. Mm-hmm. If we can take him to the dog park. Um, we used to take him to the Tompkins Square one, but it was, I, one, it was dusty, it was dirty. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can be crazy. The kind of dogs that are there, depending on the time of day that you go there, can be wild. So we've been taking up, uh, taking uh, the one on uh, Stuyvesant. Do you know about, um, do you know about uh, the schoolyard that we run? Yeah, uh, yes, I, I saw the schoolyard. You have a pre- prerequisite, <laughs> prerequisite though. So I, I know that yeah, I have to uh, do a prereq like an what is it an hour video yeah well let me put you in touch with adam who runs schoolyard um i think it might be a really a really nice thing for him um but you know maybe you can find a a similar situation i mean basically what our schoolyard is like a private dog run that we run there's a trainer there we approve all the dogs who are there they sign up in advance so we can kind of curate the groups. Um, it's just, and it's clean, it's inside, it's mm-hmm. like an indoor outdoor area. Um, yeah, like less dusty than you're gonna find at the dog park and also kind of like mm-hmm. a, you know, a closed group of people, a closed group of dogs. And it makes such a difference in my opinion to have someone like in charge, mm-hmm. you know, like if only all dog parks had lifeguards. Yeah. That's- uh, um, I think like good, play with even just one other dog is really going to help him get his his crazies out um I mean partially I'm guessing he's like jumping on people because like he enjoys the social interaction and jumping you know jumping on another animal is something that dogs do when they're playing with each other right there's that kind of jumpiness you know back and forth um so if he can get some just like really good play and even just a few times a week i think that'll probably help with his energy level um and uh and that could be one way but also you know maybe like finding someone like I, I almost would rather you find one other person to kind of like have like a play pod with <laughs> than bring him to the dog park only because like dog parks can be such unknown territories. Like you don't know what, you don't know who's going to be there. You don't know, you know, if it's going to be the right match for him. Um, another thing you can do though, to help him get out some of this energy and also, um, work to fortify the uh the training that um you know hey when i say pineapple good stuff happens on the floor (laughs) or whatever word you're going to use that means like hey go look on the floor um i think you could try um doing some really good tug with him do you have like a really good like long tug rope 
And we, yeah, we have a rope. Yeah, like long tug rope. I mean, I can even walk you through it right now or a flirt pole. Actually, that I think that leash belt you bought is by the same company that it's by Squishy Face that makes like the flirt poles that we sell. Um, but what it's going to look like, and again, if you want to grab it, we can try this right now. If you also have, have good shades. Just that. Okay, that's pretty much, he's like, hold on. I see something delicious. I see a toy and I possibly am interested, but I also have this, Let's take this antler one. that's delicious. Mm, I want my <laughs> antler. I don't want this rope toy. I want my antler. Mom. Exactly. He's like, nope. <gasps> oh. Not the same. Not the same. Not the you same. have some delicious treats on hand? Uh, let me grab something. Hold on. Vin, do you know where the... Oh, no. Hold on. Let me go. Okay. Take your time. We have something. If this doesn't work, we'll get you the... Oh, there you go. All right, can maybe you can you position the the camera so that I can see you guys standing up? Okay, hold dog, on. Maybe. Hold on. There we go. Great. Okay. Now I want you to put those treats in your pocket or sort of hidden your hidden hidden in your hand. Mm-hmm. And actually, before we get out the rope toy, let's just yeah. practice this. Pick what word you're going to say. Find it or whatever you want. Okay, say find it. I want you to say find it and then I want you to put a treat at your foot. That's it. Find it. He's like, okay, got that. And do do the same thing again a few times. And use whatever you have that's like high value to him for this to begin with, I would say. Like anything, what do you mean high value? Like it. Is the treat that you're using like super exciting to him or moderately exciting or not much more than I mean, a piece of kibble? Uh, hold on, let me see. I might have some have, like cheese, hot dogs. Yeah. Like we want to see some, you know, umph in him. <laughs> we want him to be like, oh my goodness. I didn't realize we were playing this game this way. Ooh, okay, don't, don't, don't trip over yourself. All right. <laughs> oh, see now you see the difference in him? Yeah, <laughs> he was like he was like sauntering up to that treat before, like it was uh, <laughs> right, like it was whatever, and now he's like spring loaded. Okay, try it again, just like three times. Say find it and put the treat on the ground. Just like do that like three times in a row. Find it. Find it. Find it. Okay, wow, okay. Okay, great. Now, I want you to get out that tug toy and see if you can get him interested in tugging with it. And then um, after like five seconds of tug, I want you to say, find it, and then put the thing on the ground. He's like, hold on, there, is there still stuff on the ground? Okay. He's not much of a tugger? He's not much of a tugger because he's very gentle. Every time we try to play tug with him, he'll gently bite it. And then when we try to tug it, then he'll release because you know, he's just too gentle. Oh, he's too gentle. What about his fluffy toys? Let's see. Want to play with Llama? What do you want to play? Llama? I think you need to be a little bit more exciting. Like bring, tease him with it. You want this? No, you don't want it. You want it? No, you don't want it. You want it? You want it? No, you can't have it. You can't have it. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. 
It's like, I don't want this. What about his antler? Okay, Vien, can you pass me the antler? It's in the kitchen. He put it in the kitchen. Hold on. He's very cute. <laughs> so how old was he when you got him? Six months. I mean, we don't really know. I don't know if it's six months flat, six months and change, six months and three weeks. So we don't know his exact age. But we would, uh, by, by, by November 11, he would have been with us for about three months now. So he would oh, have that's awesome. nine months. Come here. Want to play with this? Come here. There you go. Come. No. Oh, there we go. Okay, good. That All right. Now, before he lets go of it, try the find it thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, find it. There. Find it. Good. And oh, I think he didn't see it. Do you see it right there? Oh, there you go. There you go. So suggestion, put it on that yellow triangle or di okay. uh, diamond shape on the ground, just so he knows where to find it. All right, again, get him interested. Tease him a little. You want this? You can't have it. It's mine. It's mine. Oh, you want this? Oh, you want it? Oh, yeah, there. We, now I see some bounce in his step. Yeah, good. So this game, that keep going. Good. Huh? <laughs> Find it. So, you know, one thing that you're doing here is you're getting him excited and then teaching him that find it means go look on the ground. So he's excited right now about his antler, not another person, but it's still a state of excitement that you're breaking him out of. He's more interested in the treat though than the- <laughs> Yeah, he's more interested in that. <laughs> he's like, when are you dropping that hot dog? All right, you know what? Just let him have the antler. Let's see if he chews it on his own for a second. There you go. Oh, he just dropped <laughs> He just dropped it right away. <laughs> he just dropped it right away because he's like, no, I want what you have in your pocket. Well, so this this game is an also a way to practice drop it. Like you could well, do the same thing. Drop it though. What'd you say? He, he already knows drop it. Well, great. So this, so he's going to have no problem doing this game then because okay. he's going to learn very quickly. Oh, this is like drop it where, where I let go of the thing I want. Yeah. I, I look away from that person I'm excited about and something good happens because you know we're, we're starting out like I, I call it criteria zero right like in the beginning there's no criteria as soon as a person's approaching good stuff happens on the ground it doesn't matter you know if he's barking or jumping or whatever it's going to be someone approach me, approaches means good stuff happens on the ground what you will then be building up to is having some kind of criteria for that behavior so as as you progress and this could be you know next week you're gonna start saying like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna wait until you look calmly at that person and then I'm gonna give you a treat on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, and then that could go, you know, go up to like, I'm gonna wait until you sit and then the treat's gonna come on the ground and then the person's gonna come over and greet you. And that's part of, of course, that's part I, of the yeah. reward. So at first I'm gonna start it by just dropping it. Right, so and I, I do want you to say, I mean, you don't have to, like I said, outside, I think, the the you can give the treats at such a pace when you're walking him outside that I don't even think you need to have a word or anything because he's you know the cue is just going to be being outside being near your leg when I'm outside near Carrie's leg treats appear at her thigh every few minutes or every few not every few minutes every few steps so you don't even really need a word there the reason I want you to use a word here like find it or or whatever is because I want you to let him know like, hey, there's this really good thing coming. And it could be, it could be a whistle. I mean, it could even be a clicker. It's just an indication of like, hey, there's this delicious thing coming your way. So put your head down and look for it. 
Um, and when we like use a clicker with find it, like that's when we'll sometimes we'll start working it. Sorry. We'll start working in the clicker um, when the dog's head actually starts going to the ground. Actually, you know, we have a couple minutes left. Let's just do, this is a fun exercise I like to do that, that can help build this behavior of like looking down on the ground, which also, by the way, is like a very calming behavior for a dog. Like we want to encourage like looking down. So uh, <clears throat> I do, have you used a clicker with him at all? Yeah, yeah I have one, yes. Yeah, okay, grab the clicker. Okay. <clears throat> so um, this is actually teaching a bow, but it's the same thing as putting your teaching them to put look down at the ground. So I want you this time put that put the treat on the ground. I just want you to click as soon as his head goes down to it. So just drop the treat and now click there. So you're clicking. You're normally with the clicker we give the treat. I'm sorry, we give the treat. Yeah, after we click, like click indicates a treat is about to come. Mm -hmm. Here, what we're doing is we're, um, we're, we're still, he's still gonna eat the treat after he, the click, but you're, um, you're giving the treat first, if that makes sense. Okay, so same thing again, just put the treat down right in front of him. And then you're clicking, good. You're clicking that downward motion. Again, same thing, good. So do that like three or four times. Keep going, good. Now I just <clears throat> want you to say like bow or bow your head or I used to say show respect with my dog or whatever you want the cue to be. I want you to say it right like a hair before you put the treat down. Bow. Good. Bow. Perfect, good. Bow. A few more times. Bow. I suggest holding your clicker and your treat in one hand so that he's not so focused on the treats because I want them to be hidden away. If yeah. you're left, are you right-handed? If you're right-handed, I suggest putting both the clicker and the treats in your left hand and then sort of picking one treat out of your left hand with your right hand. Do that again, Eugene. Come here. Come. So, so okay. we'll do that again? Clicker and treats in one hand. Okay, got it. All right. And, and then you're picking the treat. Are you right-handed? It doesn't matter. Okay, so what? well, you're going to have them both in one hand, and then your empty hand is going to pick the treat out of that hand. So, right, what so, do, uh, so well, hold on. So, I... I say, I say the cue. Yep, say the cue and then drop the tree and click as he's bowing his head. Ah. So the cue comes first. Okay, bow. And now put the tree down. Woo! I got him. <laughs> good, and now good. And same thing again. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And again, right away. Bow. And put the treat down. Good. Bow. 
my timing is off. All right. It's okay. There's room for uh, sloppiness with this exercise because you know we're, the clicker. We're using the clicker to pinpoint that moment that he bows his head. But we're doing basically the same thing that I was suggesting you do with people when people approach. It's just I'm having you add in the clicker to add in that specificity. Um, but it's not strictly necessary because what he's going to learn is every time she says bow, she drops something on the floor. Now you're not always going to be dropping something on the floor, but that connection is going to become strong enough that he's going to start bowing his head when you say bow without you putting a treat on the floor. And um, my question about that is that well, in, in your experience, usually how long does it take for it to get to that point where he's just going to associate it immediately? Um, you know, it's all about having speedy repetitions because you really want to sort of like get into this, his brain, this like, I look up, I look down, I look up, I look down, I look up, I look down. <laughs> like you don't want to allow a lot of room for thinking in between that. Um, so, I mean, you, you could already try experimenting. He just looked down, I saw him look down. Yeah. So you could say, I mean, already you could try, say bow. Bow. And wait, pause. Okay. All right, this next time say it and then pause. Don't give the treat until, watch his head. I want you to watch his head for any downward motion after you say bow and that's when you're gonna click. Bow. Okay, wait. Move as if you're gonna give him a treat. Do I drop it? And put it down, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he's quite at the point of like, I look up, I look down, I look up, I look down. I would build, you know, you wanna build that behavior first um, without expecting him to look down without waiting like i'm like i suggested let's wait just to see if he would do it he didn't do it i think i would suggest spending a couple days of just building the up down pattern and then work on seeing if you can say the cue and he'll do it okay Does that makes sense yes we always, we always try and get a behavior pretty solid before we add a cue but sometimes you can start giving the cue a little bit early in my experience, mm -hmm. um, as long as you know you're consistent about it. Especially if it's something that's not like, you know, you don't want to be giving a cue and then not having your dog do a behavior if it's really important. Like that's a failure. Yeah. <laughs> but in yeah. this situation, it's probably not that important for him to bow. And also the more you, it's more about just like building the up down behavior, like having the cue to go with it is really just kind of like a bonus in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it, it it's, I, I think it's a good thing for you guys to practice because it is reinforcing this behavior of looking down, which is going to help with his greeting, his greeting of people. Um, <clears throat> What a cutie, you know, and it's interesting actually teaching, um, you know, I'll share with you. I did a podcast episode on teaching attention. Um, teaching, and teaching attention. Yeah. I, I've been going through your podcast this week though. That's why oh, I heard, I, I heard the, I, I listened to the, what, what did I, yeah. I mean, I heard the episode about jumping mm -hmm. and then I heard the episode about, I forgot what it was about. Oh, I don't even remember. I'm glad there's an episode about jumping. <laughs> there was one, but it was a while ago. And I mean, it was the same issues with me, but um, most of the the question that was uh, that on that episode was people coming to the house. Mm -hmm. But I mean, mm -hmm. like, I don't have people guess it's really on right. the street. Right, but at least you can try and make a slightly more controlled um, environment. 
what I was going to say is, and I can, uh, there's an episode on teaching uh, attention using what I call like the magic triangle method, which is really just teaching the opposite of bow. It's teaching them to look up. And I can't remember offhand, but I think in that one, I, I explain how you could do down, looking down instead of up. Um, but those are really two nice things I find to teach in conjunction with each other because you're, you're, you can teach things uh, in pairs often faster than you can teach things on their own. And uh, it keeps the rate of reinforcement high because you could be rewarding up and then rewarding down and up and down. Um, and uh, you know, you're teaching your dog where you want their head to be in space. And that certainly mm -hmm. can, be, can be really useful. You know, another way that you can work on teaching him to put his head down is to teach him to target something like a post-it note. Have you done some hand targeting with him? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he yeah. can do touch. And I had that little stick with a little bob. Awesome. Yeah. So do that um, and just put it on the ground or see if you can teach him, if you can transfer his ability to touch the um, baton or your hand to mm -hmm. touching just like a post-it note um, and then reward him when he touches his post-it, his nose to the post-it note on the ground. Again, that's just like a way to help him figure out like where in space you want his, his nose to be. Okay. Um, but just, you know, in, in summary, um, bring food on walks, it can be his regular kibble, but if you need something more interesting in his than his kibble, try that. Of course, you could always mix it up a little bit of both. Um, with a treat pouch, I'm glad. I'm so glad you already have the hands-free leash. Uh, keep your walks fast-paced. Um, don't let other people interact with him. Change directions a lot. See if you can arrange some just like good one-on-one -on -one play dates. Um, I can even. I'm trying to. It, you know, they, they don't even need a lot of room, like, <laughs> but I think a one-on-one -on -one play day, in my opinion, would be much better for him, especially as a young dog than, um, than going to the dog park. You know, a lot of dog, dog parks don't have patience for, for puppies and adolescents, and I don't want someone, an, an older dog, taking out those feelings on him. Um, yeah. because he's still so young and impression and impressionable. Yeah. Um, then see if you can set up some, uh, rendezvous with, um, with neighbors uh, or friends who can help in like your hallway or you know some sort of more controlled environment than on the street. He can still be on the leash, but um, he could still be on the leash uh, and you're going to practice saying, find it, putting the treats on the ground and, uh, and then you can kneel down and put your finger in his collar to help keep him from jumping up if necessary and make sure the person's giving him attention when he is, um, when he is down or you know mm -hmm. sitting when he's not jumping up. And then indoors, um, you know, practice this um, up and down game, uh, and you know, the the you can practice the find its as well. But I just want him. I want you to have. I want you to have like a joystick, basically, with mm -hmm. which you can control like whether his head is up or down. I think that's going to be <laughs> really helpful for you. And based on what I've just seen in this like little tiny window into his life, mm -hmm. I think if you practice like. If you give this 10 minutes a day, like you're going to see a huge difference in a week, in my opinion. And every time, every meal is an opportunity to practice and your practice sessions can be 30 seconds. Like they don't have to be really long, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I, when I was going through the, the, the good dog training, um, I'm, I'm still building on a lot of things that mm -hmm. he's learning, um, like look and, you know, the sit, I mean, he'll do them all here at home. 
but when it just gets outside the house, then when it's, it's hard to get his attention, especially, especially when I'm telling him to look when he's like seeing a squirrel on the yeah, street. And that's completely understandable. Like I said, you, you know, no offense, but you're boring outside. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm 100%. I, yeah. I agree. And, and, you know, um, if you're listening to podcast episodes, I definitely suggest listening to the one I did a few weeks ago with Dom Hodgson and his whole theory about like, you should be a superhero. Like you should mm-hmm. need to be selfish. Cause I honestly never thought about it in that way, but I, I really like the way that he puts it of like, you know, you, I think it's, it's a funny way of thinking about it, but it makes sense to me now. Like you want to be selfish of your dog's attention. Like your dog's attention is finite and you want to take as much of it as possible, especially when you're outside. So I think, you know, sort of creating the association of like food, food, (laughs) associating food with you when you're outside, like you're just going to get a lot more leverage out of a single meal than you will I mean, he doesn't need to learn to feel good about, you know, the bowl in the kitchen where he normally gets food. Um, <clears throat> but he does need to, you know, feel super excited about you outside because outside you turn into like a food dispenser. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I, can I just ask you one question? Yeah. I know we're out of time. Um, the, I just wanted to understand um, the, the prereq for the schoolyard. Woo. <laughs> what do you call Usually what happens in that one session? You know, let me put you in touch directly with Adam because I, I know that they've changed it recently and I don't want to give you wrong information. Um, so I, I will do that right now. Also, um, do you know about our day school program? The day school? Mm. Yeah, with day school is a drop-off program that we have um, nearly every day. It's a drop-off is like between 8 and 8.30 and pickup is between 12 and 12.30 and there's a maximum of six dogs and there's a minimum of two trainers mm-hmm. um, and they work with the trainers the whole time and they play with each other. So it's just like really good structured, you know, structured um, training and playtime. And, you know, I think both of those things could be a really good thing for him, even if it's just once a week, yeah. uh, because also like you're going to learn, especially if schoolyard, I mean, day schools drop off, but schoolyard, like you're going to learn what good play looks like, you know, mm-hmm. because you're there the whole time. It, they're 30 minute sessions. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get off right now and I will put you in touch with Adam right now. And also, um, also with Aaron. Um, but yeah, I think those would be great for him. And you also, you know, as part of, um, the, I think you got the good dog training ultimate package. So you also get a month of, um, email support. So if you have any questions, I asked you about that and I never actually got to try that. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that whenever you want. Um, just email me and, um, I will either answer you directly or I'll, hook you up with a trainer who will be your point person. Okay. Thank awesome. you very much. Thank I you. Appreciate. It was really great to meet you. And he's so cute. Hope yes, this works out you. well. Let me know I, if, if you're able to get any practice videos, send, send them to me. I'd love to see. All right. Thank you. All right, bye. All right. Bye.